to my church family. Good morning to all those people out there who came to know this ministry by some other means. Welcome. We we'll welcome you. Everybody, anybody, if you're watching the Door of Faith Christian Church this morning, if you're not family, we're treating you like family. You're in the body of Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Continue to watch, continue to support this ministry. Amen. You just had a chance to hear Sister Cassandra, uh, Renee Hayes, Minister Joshua Crump, uh, ministering the Word of God this morning in music. Thank you for all your support, your prayers, your giving, your finances. All help this ministry all along. Thank you so very much. And we, we are able to do this because of you. Thank God for that. And we're going to get right into God's word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us and helping us to understand your word. Thank you for helping us to understand your New Testament covenant. Now we ask you to teach us, lead us, and guide us. Now we bless you, we praise you, we appreciate you. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. And Lord, thank you for ministering to the audience. They can understand the word of the Lord this morning. Thank you for feeding us this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your precious blood, we pray. All the great that prayer said, amen. Praise the Lord. All right, now, I want you to understand that uh, I know I said some things about a subject, but I want to share with you where we are. When we were teaching on Romans chapter number 12, we told you that Romans 12, 1 said, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, while we were teaching you that, the Holy Spirit showed me to close out volume number three on renew mind, renew your mind. And we went to Colossians and we closed out with Colossians chapter one, verse 12 on Father's Day. And we taught giving thanks to the Father. Now that's what we, was, what we got on, we, giving thanks to the Father. Because we just showed you about the renewed mind. After we showed you about the renewed mind, then we showed you not only how you got a renewed mind, who did it? I mean, not only how you got a renewed mind, but who gave it to you? So that's one of the things that we want to do this morning. We want to emphasize to you, not only you got a renewed mind, who gave you the renewed mind? Who gave it to you? We're going to show you that in the word of the Lord, that it is the, the Father. Everything you got, the Father gave it to you. So the day we are in the midst of teaching you your inheritance. Somebody said that with me this morning. We, we're learning about our inheritance. Because that is what it's all about. Out of all that Israel came out of Egypt, they came out of abundance, uh, they came out of slavery. But one of the things that happened to them is they had to learn about their inheritance. That's where you are right now in this ministry. In the body of Christ, we are teaching you the gospel of Christ. It's about your inheritance now. Christ has already come, died, buried, and raised again from the dead, so you could have an inheritance. Now, we gave you that in the book of Ephesians. 
We're going to show you that because I will always want to show you this verse up front because when I get ready to show you what I'm teaching you, you'll always be able to relate back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. You'll be able to re go back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Most people think that they are going to get something from God. We want to read this for you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, out of the King James Version. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, Paul says, according to the good pleasure which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, now the dispensation of the fullness of time is the dispensation of grace. He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth. Now the only thing he's talking about on heaven and on earth, he's talking about the body of Christ and the church of God. Or the saint, the church of God, the saint. The body of Christ and the church of God. The, the body of Christ in heaven, the church of God was in there. He brought us all together in one body and that was in Christ. Now, in verse number 11, in Christ, in whom mean in Christ, also. So he's not stopping right there. He said, now, in Christ also, we have an inheritance. But it didn't just say you have one. He said we have obtained. Now, if you've obtained something, that means he gave it to you and you have it in your possession. We have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So verse 11 said we have obtained an inheritance. You want to say that to somebody. We have obtained an inheritance. That means God has already given us our inheritance. Now, this is how you know the difference in the church of God in the Bible and the body of Christ. The body of Christ got, we got our inheritance in Christ. The church of Israel had to go all the way to the end to receive their inheritance or the end of their age. Okay? Now, that's, that's what you got to learn. Now, what I want to do is I want to recap. Giving thanks to the Father. Now, last week is what we named last week teaching. I got to get this. Last week, regardless of what we said, this is the subject for last week teaching. We have to change it because I have not gotten to the things I thought I would. So last week, we named last week part one and two. God made us partaker of his inheritance. Let me say it again. God made us partakers of his inheritance. So today, I want to go into the next part. So if God made us partakers of his inheritance, then we talked about what his inheritance is. Now, we're going to get to that, but we're going to give you what we're talking about today. I want to go to the second part today, part three and part four. What is our eternal inheritance? I need you to shout that with somebody. 
what is our eternal inheritance. You, you don't just have an inheritance. We have an eternal inheritance. And we want to show you the difference in our inheritance and the children of Israel's inheritance. Our inheritance is heavenly, spiritual, invisible. That's why you need faith. That's why you need to be born of the Spirit. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Your inheritance is not natural, visible. Your inheritance is eternal, heavenly, spiritual, invisible. That's why you need faith to operate in your inheritance. All right. Now, they had natural things, the inheritance, but they also obtained spiritual blessings also. Now, it doesn't mean that God does not allow you to have anything in the earth realm, because he does. But you got to understand, your inheritance is heavenly. All right, now let's, let's go look at some of this. Now, we're going to talk about today, what is our eternal inheritance? Now, for that scripture, we won't read it right now, but we'll give it to you. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 15. We're going to read that now. We'll read that now. That's going to be just that verse for the day. Hebrew 9, 15. Hebrew chapter 9, verse 15 told us about our eternal inheritance. Hebrew chapter 9, verse 15. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, talking about Christ, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgression, that were under the first testament, they which are called. Now, you know when he said they which are called, you got to know that's the body of Christ. Because that's how you were saved. We were called. All right? So that's what you got to understand. Might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Now, that's why I'm teaching you what is our eternal inheritance. Hebrew 9.15. All right. Now, what I like to do, I like to back up and let's go back and pick it up because we, we named, we changed last week, nine o'clock teachings for our podcast. Giving thanks to the Father, part one and two is God made us partaker of his inheritance. Now, let's see what was the inheritance. Last week we talked about it. We told you... His inheritance is eternal life. The promise was eternal life. That's what we talked about last week. Now, what I want to do today is I want to show you some things and hope you can keep up with me. I'm going to take you to show you what eternal life is. Eternal life, one, is God's righteousness. So if you're taking notes, you want to put down there God's righteousness. And the reason why I'm doing this, because as a young pastor, I, I, I grew up where there was a lot of religion tradition. And there's still a lot of religion tradition. People don't even know what the inheritance are. Most people talk about the inheritance, especially at funerals, you hear it, this person passed away, they are going to get 
their crown. They're going to go get their crown. See, it's always now they can go and get eternal life. See, you, you missed the whole point. You've been taught wrong. You got to get that now. You, if you don't get eternal life now, before you die, you won't have it. See, that's what I mean by deception. It's just like I'm going fishing, but I get a pole and I get all equipment and my license when I get where I'm going. No, if you're going fishing, you need to get all that stuff before you leave home. You understand? So that's how it is with salvation. You got to get everything up front. And we were deceived because we got a lot of old songs by people going home to get their crown. Everything going to happen when they get home, when I get home. Home is not, and we got one of those things in here to show you that. Your home is not up there somewhere by and by. See, you're going to really need this teaching. We're going to show you what your inheritance are. All right. Now, first of all, God made us partake of his inheritance. His inheritance is everlasting life. Now, in Romans 5, we're going to back up and show you that. Romans chapter 5. We're going to go through this one kind of rapidly because I want to get to my message. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17 and 18. If you're taking notes. First, you want to show that the inheritance is God's righteousness. Now, God's righteousness is eternal life. See, that's why in the Old Testament they had the law. The Jews, the law was their righteousness. If they could keep the law, then they would be able to get eternal life. Remember, he asked that young man, young man asked Jesus, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus told him about the scriptures. And then he says, all this I have obtained from my youth. And then Jesus said to him, one thing thou likest: Sell all you have, go give to the poor, come and follow me and you'll have eternal life. He left with his head down. Because first of all, his love was with what he owned. See, he didn't value eternal life. It's what he did. He saw what he had more valuable than eternal life. Now, if he had a, did that, he would have got everything that he left and eternal life. You watch, you watch this teaching today. You're going to see how it unfolds. All right, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Now, let's go look at this. Eternal life. Now, eternal life, I want you to put down some other words. Everlasting life. Life without end. So if I got eternal life, I got everlasting life, I got life without end. And I want you to put down another word, and that's called invisible. Everything God has for you in the new covenant is invisible. I'm not talking about God has some natural thing for you. Now, I'm talking about your inheritance. Your inheritance is eternal. That's why my message is called, What is Our Eternal Inheritance? All right, number one, God made us partaker of his inheritance. I gave you Romans 5, verse 17, 18. I want to read those two verses. For if by one man's offense, 
talking about Adam, because of one man, Adam, because one man sin. Offense means sin. Then death came because of one man. Much more, they was received. This all you have to do is receive it. Remember, I'm going to show you today the greatest thing that people forget in the new covenant. You need to do two things. That's hear and believe. Hear and believe. Because if you don't learn to do that, you can't operate with God. It's an awesome thing how God operates. When God teaches you something and you hear it and don't believe it, at that moment he stopped talking. Now, you can go on with God for the next five years. But when you really need something from God, you're going to have to realize you're going to have to do two things. Got to hear and believe. Until you believe it, you don't receive more. Most people don't understand that with God. When God says something to you and you don't believe it, he don't keep giving you the word. Once you believe it, now he will continue to give you the word. You got to hear the word, believe the word, and then God will give you more. That's why he said, he that heareth, he that has, more shall be given. But he that hath not from him that he has shall be taken away. Going to take away even that which he has. Why? Because he didn't believe. So you got to keep hearing, keep believing. And God will keep teaching you. That's how he works. All right. Now, I'm going to start you off with eternal life, but I want to show you something. In Romans 5, 17 told us, He that received the abundance of grace, abundance of grace, and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So what is eternal life? God's righteousness. The same word, God's righteousness. Look at the next verse. Therefore, Romans 5, 18, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so the righteousness of one, the righteousness of one. Then he's going to give you the free gift. Remember, God's righteousness is a free gift. The free gift came upon all men to justification, watch this, of life. So God's righteousness is his life. That's why you don't want religion to be your life. So when I ask you how you were saved, and you said, well, I got water baptized. Water baptism is not life. But water baptism is the Old Testament righteousness. See, Old Testament righteousness was law. But in the New Covenant, you can't use the Old Testament types and shadow, and you don't get life. Let me show you one I always give you, and that's Galatia. I always give you this, Galatia 2.21 and Galatia 3.21. Those two verses, Galatia 2.21, and you'll see that. Galatia 2.21 said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, if eternal life came by the law, Christ is dead in vain. See, that's that same word. If righteousness came by the law, if eternal life came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So why did Christ die? So you have life. So why did Jesus rise from the dead? For our justification. Justification of what? Of life. You couldn't receive life if Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Let me show you Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. Galatians 3, 21. 
Is the law then against the promise of the God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given, watch this, life. What Galatians 2.21 said righteousness. Well, that's what life is. If, he says, there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness, then righteousness. So he, not, he said life, he called it righteousness, should have been by the law. See, the word God's life and God's righteousness is interchangeable. All right, now I want to go back and I want to show you something. We're going to go all the way back to the book of Daniel now. In the book of Daniel, chapter number 12, and verse 1 and 2, we're going to go back to the book of Daniel, chapter 12, and we're going to look at verse 1 and 2, because I want to show you Israel eternal life. See, if you saw Israel in their eternal life, you wouldn't think it was yours. See, people are confused because they're taught by people who don't know the word. Let me say this. Uh, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, now Daniel is being talked to by the angel at this time. God is revealing this to Daniel. At this time, shall Michael stand up? Shall Michael stand up? Now, Michael, he told you who he was. He's the great prince which stand for the children of thy people. Talking about Israel. Daniel people was Israel. And there shall be a time of trouble. Now, it's Gabriel who is telling him this. You got to understand that. If you pick this story up back in chapter 9, or well, matter of fact, I'll do that for you too. If you go back to chapter 9, you will understand that Gabriel is the one that came and started talking to Daniel. And he gave, he's given Daniel all of the information. So when you read Daniel chapter number 9, Daniel is being talked to by Gabriel himself, which is an angel. That's how God did things in the Old Testament. And now Gabriel is telling Daniel in chapter number 12 what's going to happen to his people. Right, right. All right, now, in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 20, I heard the 9. Yeah, Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 20 said, While I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin, Daniel 9 and chapter 20, the sin of my people Israel and presented my supplication before the Lord for the holy mountain. Yea, while I was speaking, the Bible said in prayer, even the man Gabriel. Now we know Gabriel was an angel. But Gabriel is called the messenger. So when God wanted to get a message in the earth, he sent Gabriel. But when he wanted to do war, he sent Michael. All right? That's for Israel now. That was Old Testament for Israel. All right. Now, Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. And at that time, Michael shall stand up. This is what Daniel is telling uh, this is what Gabriel telling Daniel. The great prince was standing for the children of thy people, which fight for the children of your people. There shall be a time of trouble. Talk about Jacob's trouble when you study the word of God. Such as never since there was a nation, 
even at that time, and at that time thy people, talking about Israel, shall be delivered. Remember, we're going to look at that a little later. Shall be saved. See, that's how you got Romans, Romans 11. Shall be saved. That's Romans chapter 11 and verse 26. That's what that verse go to. Thy people shall be saved, delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. Now remember, you know it's not you because God is not writing in a book for you. Old Testament, the book, the book of life. Well, it's not a book anymore, it's a person. See, Old Testament, it was a book. All right, now in verse number two, many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Now that word earth is the promised land. So you got to understand when God used the word earth in the Old Testament, he tell you, give you a destination, the promised land, okay? Many of them who sleep in the dust of the promised land shall awake. Some to everlasting life. And some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, why was this so important? Because why did they bring Joseph Bones all the way out of Egypt and bury him in the promised land? If you know that, you know why I just said that. Because he knew that the people in the promised land is going to rise from the dead. Okay. And many of them who sleep in the dust of the earth, which is talking about Israel, shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. All right. Now that is Daniel chapter 12 in verse 1 and 2. Now let's look at, let's look at Daniel chapter 10. Let's back up. Daniel chapter number 10. And let's show you a couple of verses. Verse 13 and 14. I'm showing you that's this who it was. All right. Verse 13, Daniel 10, 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now this is angels, what happened with the angels. Now I'm come, this is what Gabe is telling him. Michael came and helped me. Because Satan at that time was called the prince of the power of the air. And when God was sent a messenger, Gabriel, to Israel with a message, then the angel will be stopped by demonic forces or the, or, and angels, demonic angels. All right? So that's what he's saying. He's saying, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remain there with the kings of Persia. Now I'm come to make you understand, Daniel, what shall befall thy people, talking about Israel, in the latter days. And the latter days was the end of the age or the end of the Old Testament. For yet the vision is for many days. All right. Now, I'm showing you that because it was to Israel. Now, they would e e obtain eternal life. They're going to rise from the dead. But let me show you, Jesus talked about this. Let's go to John chapter 5. So when Jesus began to minister, John chapter 5, 
he's going to talk about this. In the Gospel of John, chapter 5, and we're going to start reading verse 24. Now, Jesus is telling them because he come to fulfill. Remember Jesus' ministry. The prophets have spoken it. Now, Jesus came to fulfill it. Matthew, John 5, 24, Verily, verily, I say to you, He that hath, heareth, heareth, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. Verily, verily, I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is. Now you got to understand what Jesus is saying, because most people don't listen to the word of God. Let me read that same thing, John chapter 5, verse 24. See, he's not talking about in your future. Most people hear the word of God, they think it's still going to happen. Watch what Jesus said in John chapter 5 and verse 24. I'm telling you the truth, Jesus says. Whoever hear my words and believe, I'm reading out of the good news, John 5, 24. I'm telling you the truth. Whoever hear my words and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life, eternal life. Now that's how Israel got their life. They had to hear and believe that the father sent the son. So he's telling the truth. He said, whoever hear my words and believe in him who sent me, talking about the father, has everlasting life. He would not be judged, but has already passed from death to life. I'm telling you the truth. The time is coming. Watch what he says. The time has already come. See, Jesus is telling them what he's about to do. It wasn't, he came to fulfill the scripture, not to just talk about it. The time has already come, he says, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear it will come to life. Now, what was Jesus talking about? He was talking about when the gospel is preached. See, he's two things he's giving you here. He's giving you the first John 5, 24 and 25. They that hear his word and believe has everlasting life. Otherwise, they receive eternal life is when they hear the word preached and when they believe it. All right, those people have everlasting life. In verse 25 of the King James, it says, And verily, verily, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Now, we saw him demonstrate that. Let me give you an example. John chapter 11, here Lazarus was in the, in the, in the graveyard dead. But he heard the voice of the Son of God. Jesus walked up to him and said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus came forth with grave clothes. He was demonstrating what happens when one hears the voice of the Son of God. When one hears the voice of the Son of God. But that's not the only one. In verse number 28, John chapter 5, verse 28, Marvel not that I said this, for the hour is coming in the which all in the graves. Now listen to what Jesus says. The hour is coming, not days, not weeks, not months, not years. He came to fulfill. 
So he said, marvel not at this. The hour is coming in the which all, not some, all that's in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good to the resurrection of life and they that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. See, he came to fulfill Ezekiel chapter 37. Son of man, can these bones live? Prophesied of these bones. But when Jesus stepped out at the day of his, resur- day of his crucifixion, he came to raise the dead. That was the last day. So watch what Jesus is going to say. When I go to the Gospel of St. Matthews, watch what Jesus did. See, all of this was done by Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 27. Everybody. See, when Jesus rose from the dead, everybody who died in the Old Testament, including Job, rose from the dead. Everybody in the Old Testament rose from the dead when Jesus rose from the dead. Even the New Testament believers was risen from the dead spiritually. That's why the Bible said that he is the resurrection and there's only one resurrection. So why do Jesus, why do they tell us, you are risen with Christ? All men were risen with Christ. All that's in the grave, spiritually and physically, was risen with Christ. Let's show you the physical. Matthew chapter 27. And we want to look at verse number 50. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. Jesus on the cross, when he had cried a grand with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was written in twain. At that time, the high priest was in the temple about the sacrifice the lamb, the goat, the turtle dove, the pigeons, the heifer. At the time when Jesus died on the cross, it was Passover. He was not only teaching Passover, he came to do Passover and to be Passover. The Bible says in, I, in John chapter number 27 and verse 51, And behold, the veil of the temple was written in twain from the top to the bottom, the earth did rent, talking about Israel, the promised land. The earth did quake and the rocks rent. What was happening? All down through the nation of Israel, all down through the promised land, the graves were opening up. Jesus was on the cross, brother. Everything was being fulfilled. And the Bible says, and the graves. Remember, he said, all this in the grave. The graves were open. And many bodies of the saints. I showed you last week that Jerusalem was the saints. Many bodies of the saints. We talking about Joseph. We talking about Jacob. We talking about Jacob. Joseph, don't leave my bones in Egypt. Because one day, Jesus coming. And he's going to raise me from the dead. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Joseph, David, Solomon, raised from the dead on the same day. 
What a mighty God we serve. The graves were opened, the Bible says. Many bodies of the saints who had slept arose, came out of their graves after his resurrection, came up out of the graves. Can't you remember? He said, look, I told you, you shall see greater things than these. The day will come when all is in the graves shall hear my voice and shall come forth. That's why he told them in John chapter 11. Let me, let me show you something. Let me show you something. They didn't just come forth. We'll read John chapter 11 in a moment. But watch this. Graves were open. Matthew 27 and verse 52. Graves were open. Many by the saints which slept arose, came out of the graves after his resurrection. Watch this. And went into the holy city, if so many of them, and appealed to many. Now when the, when the centurions saw that what was done, and they saw the earthquake and those things which was done, he fell on his knees and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. Yeah, he told you. John chapter number 11. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The Gospel of St. John chapter 11. Let me show you something. Here comes Jesus to the tomb of Lazarus. Watch what he's going to say now. John chapter, John chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus is going to come there. Martha is going to come there and says in verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. But I know even now, whatsoever you would ask God, God would give it to you. She weeping and crying. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. Stop that weeping and crying. I'm here. You told me to come, didn't you? I'm here. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory to God. Glory to God. Martha said to him, well, I know he's going to rise in the, in the resurrection at the last day, Lord. I, I, I mean, I know that's going to happen in the last day, Jesus says to, to, Mark, to Mary. In verse number 25, I'm the resurrection. I'm the last day. I'm the first day. I'm the last day. I am the resurrection. What are you looking for? You're looking for something or somebody. Jesus had come to town. Glory to God. We don't know what we got. That's like the children of Israel. Here they are, here they are in the water. They roaring, they roaring. Thunder and lightning came. Water came in their boat. And they went down. They shook Jesus. Said, Do you care? Do you care, Lord? That's what people are today. Do you care? Do you understand Jesus is on board, ain't he? Is he inside the house? What are you worried about? Call on the Lord. Just talk to him. He's not going to ever leave you or not forsake you. They went and shook Jesus and said, Lord, do you care that we perish? Isn't that something? The Bible said Jesus got up and rebuked the wind. He used a word to rebuke the wind. What, what was it? Peace. Be still. And the Bible said that was a calm. That same Jesus lives inside of we, us right now. That same, that's why the Bible told us, no, you're not. You are the body of Christ. Do you know who you are? Do you know that your heavenly father, the same God that created all things, lives in you? 
What are you worried about? No wonder we used to sing a song, Never Alone. Sister Jatun sitting out there, she knows she used to sing that, Never Alone. Never got to worry, because I'm never alone. You got to always understand that you are never by yourself. When you lay down at night, the Lord is in you. When you get up in the morning, he's, in, he's not just in you, Josh. He's in you. He's with you. He's for you. He by, you can't never leave him. He has bought you out. He bought your house out. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Only time your house will get away from God is when your body, your soul die. When your body die, I'm sorry, not soul. Then the Lord will take your soul and leave because he has another building for your soul. John chapter 11, verse 1 and 5, Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and I am the life. What are your problems? You got eternal life, you got to have Christ in you. That's eternal life. You don't get this by and by down the road somewhere. I am the resurrection, I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, look what Jesus told them. All those people back here, listen, Abraham, listen, Job. If you believed in me, though you were dead, yet shall you live. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this in the new covenant? That if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall never die. There's no death to the believer. You live. I know my Redeemer lives. See, that's what you got to understand. He lives, he lives, and you live in him. It's been a point the man wants to die. That's already happened. Ain't no death for a believer. You in life, start living. Hallelujah. You in Christ right now. You in life. You need to start living. Stop, stop planning to die. Start living your life. Rejoice. God has given you eternal life through his son. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isn't that something? I love what he, he said. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? She said to him, Yea, Lord, I believe you the Christ. You the Son of God which shall come into the world. I believe. Oh, no. I know, you, I know some places you, you still got a problem. But he went down to the grave. So all the folks that was around said to him, oh, he going down to the grave because he going down there to weep for them. Jesus didn't go down there to weep. He came down there to show you he is the resurrection and the life. Watch this thing. Verse 38, John chapter 11. The Bible said Jesus wept. They saw how he loved him. Jesus came down, verse 38. They began to groan. Jesus began to groan. And the Bible said in himself. He began to groan in himself. It was a cave and a stone lay up on it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Mary, the sister of him that was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. He'd been dead four days. Jesus said, Mary, did I say to you that if you would believe Good God Almighty. 
That's what our problem is. Just hear the word, believe the word, and watch God move. Watch what he said. Did I say to you if you would believe? You should see, here it is, the glory of God. You out there, you want to see the glory of God? Hear God's word and believe it. God will manifest his word to you. That's the glory of the word. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, remember our whole teaching is giving thanks to the Father. Jesus showed us how to do it. Watch this. Jesus prayed to the Father. He said, Father, I thank you that you has hurt me. Watch what he says. I thank you. He started off saying, Father, I thank you that you have already hurt me. But then he's going to say, I know that you hear me always. Now this is how a believer is supposed to talk. Father, I thank you for hearing my prayers. I know you hear my prayers always. That's how a son's supposed to pray. But because of the people who stood around about, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he has thus has spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And I love about the Lord is he didn't have to repeat it. One time. I said one time. He said, come forth. And the Bible said, he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. His face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said to the rest of the people, loose him and let him go. I told you who I was. In verse 45, many of the Jews which came to Mary had seen these things which Jesus did. Now they believe. That was the whole point. So my whole point is, he is the resurrection and life. All men raised from the dead. Let me go back and show you, read this again. John chapter 5. See, he told them he's the resurrection. So when you go back and read Job, Job would say words like this. I know, I think that's Job chapter 14. Let me, let me see. Oh, Lord. Let me see. Job chapter 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I got a new Bible I'm breaking in here. Job chapter 14. What an, what an awesome, awesome thing. Watch what Job says. Now, Job is talking, and he's going running off of the mouth because a lot of things he didn't understand. But in verse 10, he said, But man dieth and wastes away. Yea, man give up the ghost. And where is he? As the waters fail from the sea, as the flood decayeth and drieth up, so man lie down and rises not till the heavens be no more. They shall awake, nor be raised out of their sleep. Now this is what Job. Then he said something. Oh, that you would hide me in the grave. Oh, watch, watch, watch this boy. Job said, just hide me in the grave and that you would keep me secret until thy wrath be passed. Now, the wrath was passed at the cross. So you got to understand what he's saying. You, you hide me until your wrath be passed, and that you would appoint me a set time, and then remember me. And then it says in verse 14, Job 14, 14, 
If a man die, shall he live again? See, Job didn't know. So Jesus was answering this question. He said, but all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Now watch what he says in verse 15. Then thou shalt call. See, he, he, that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus said, there'll come a day when all that's in the grave shall hear my voice. Then thou shalt call. And watch what Job says. And I will answer. Thou would have a desire of the work of thy hand. So Job said that you're going to come one day, you're going to call me. I'm going to get up from the grave. That's what happened that day Jesus came. When Jesus called a loud voice, Lazarus got up from the grave. The Bible said the rocks rent, earthquake. That was in Matthew 27. Let me finish reading that. Oh, I'm so glad you turned that station to the word of God today. Matthew chapter 27. They got up from the grave. Matthew chapter number 27. And verse 53 says, it came to pass it, that they came out of the graves after the resurrection and they went into the holy city of Jerusalem and they appeared to many. They went into the holy city and appeared to many. Jesus said there come a time that all that's in the grave will hear my voice. What a mighty God we serve today. All right, now. I'm showing you Israel. Then we're going to go in now. Let's go into John uh, chapter 5 while we're there. And let's look at verse number. Now, we just read John. We, we need to go to Matthew 19 while we're in Matthew. Let's go to Matthew chapter 19. Let's show you the inheritance. See, they had an inheritance. We have an inheritance. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 27. Then answered Peter and said to him, Behold, we have forsaken all. Remember, he came ready to show them the inheritance. Lord, we have forsaken all. We have followed you. What shall we have? Talk about the inheritance. Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I said to you that you which have followed me. Now, you want to underline this word, in the regeneration. Now, in the regeneration... You have to use, I got to use my pulpit here because I got two sides. And say if I had the cross right here with the pulpit. Jesus' ministry was in the old covenant. Jesus was under the old covenant. He came to come fulfill the law. And once he rise from the dead, he would give them the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would take them into the new covenant. But Jesus in the old covenant. Now watch what he's going to say. In the regeneration, now the regeneration is going to be on this side of the cross after he rose from the dead, all right? So he's talking these guys over here. That's why when he says, as in the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah, well, Noah was on before the flood. Before the flood is before the cross, before tribulation. Before, so Noah was before the cross. So you got to understand, Jesus Christ's ministry was before the cross. But see, after you go on this side of the cross, you are in the regeneration. That's where we're at today. We're in the spirit realm. So over here, all that thing they got was earthly, natural. But they got eternal life, and then you started reading. Once you get eternal life, you started getting all your spiritual blessings. Let me say it again. See, what happened is, 
that a lot of people never get eternal life. They get water baptized. God can't give you your inheritance until you get the eternal life. Eternal life means now you become a son. You become a child of the king. You become an heir. And they have God to join heir with Christ. All right, so let's look at it real good. Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. Then Peter said to him, we have left all, we have forsaken all, we followed you. What shall we have therefore? Jesus said to them, verily, verily, I said to you that he which shall follow me, watch this, in the regeneration. He's telling them when they're going to get it. So over here, you followed me. Down the dusty roads of Galilee and all over here to Capernaum and all these places. You followed me wherever I went. You left your houses, you left your families. What you're going to get in the regeneration. Now he's talking about once he rise from the dead in the regeneration. Well, what are they going to receive? When the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. See, he's risen from the dead now. He's Lord. He's seated on the right hand of the Father. You also shall sit with me up on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. See, we don't have no 12 tribes of Israel now, so you know it can't be today. You don't have enough to make a tribe, really. All right. There were 12 nations. 12 tribes of Israel were 12 nations. All right. And everyone that has forsaken houses, brethren, sisters, a father, a mother, a wife, and children in the land, watch what it says, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. So, because Peter, James, and John, they all have forsaken everything, followed Jesus, they were going to still live after Jesus died and buried and raised from the dead, but they would get all the natural things that they have, but they also, they would, they would get an inheritance of everlasting life. My God, I'm showing you that because everlasting life is also your inheritance. Now, when somebody tell you, go get baptized in water in Jesus' name, you'll never get your inheritance if you were to be saved that way. You'll never get it. All right? They lied to you. Now, you got you, you to be saved. Watch what he told you in the regeneration. And the regeneration is a new birth. Let me read that out of the Titus chapter 3, verse 3. See, the, the regeneration is the new birth. That's what Jesus taught in John chapter 3. You got to be born of the Spirit. That's the regeneration. But I'm going to show you the word regeneration in the Bible. It's only here one time, the regeneration. And that's going to be Titus. The regeneration. Here's the regeneration. Titus chapter 3. And verse number 3. Paul said, we ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedience and wrong. We were slaves to passions and pleasures. We read not the good news. We spent our lives in malice and envy and others hating us and we hated others. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior was revealed, he saved us. It was not because of any good deeds that we've done, ourselves have done, but because of his own mercy that he saved us. Through the Holy Spirit, 
who gives us new birth. I'm just showing it doesn't say the regeneration. It'll just say the new birth. See? He gives us a new birth and he gives us new life by washing us. See, the Holy Ghost does it. See? See, the Holy Ghost gives us new birth. He gives us new life by washing us. Not, not man. Then he said, God poured out the Holy Spirit abundant upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. All right, so that by the grace, by his grace, he might put us right with God and come into possession of the eternal life we hope for. All right, now, so that's why you have to understand that the eternal life is your inheritance. That's why you don't trust nobody to tell you, just go get baptized in water in Jesus' name, you get eternal life. Listen to me again, they lying to you. You're not going to get eternal life just because somebody water baptized you. You got to receive Christ, and Christ will give you eternal life. All right, let's keep going. Now, let's show you that same thing again uh, in the new covenant. Jesus taught this already in John chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Let me show you that. I'll do that. John chapter 5, John chapter number 3, verse 5 and verse 6. John chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. I got less than a minute, so I got to hurry. John chapter 3 and verse number 5. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Remember, that's what you got to understand. I'm going to do a teaching before this series is over, showing you that you was translated into the kingdom of God, this son. Everything was done by the Father. Marvel not at this, he says. You must be born again. Then he said in verse number 6, that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. So you got to understand something. When I baptize you with water, I'm baptizing your flesh, not your spirit. But when God saved you, he saved your soul. He put your soul in spirit. He put your soul in Christ. All right? Showing you what your inheritance is like. In the regeneration. In the regeneration. Now, I'm going to show you a couple of verses because I only got enough time. And that's uh, Revelation 1 and 5. Revelation 1 and 5, I'm going to show you that it was Jesus who washed your sins away. Revelation 1 and 5. Revelation 1 and 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. He's the first begotten from the dead. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us, here it is, and washed us from our sins. Watch this, in his own blood. That's how you got rid of your sins. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. Quickly, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And verse number 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, just one verse. And search for some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified. Watch this, in the name of the Lord Jesus. That was to the, the people of Peter, Peter, James, and John Day. They were washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. But us was by the Spirit of God. God washed you, sanctified you, and justified you by the Spirit of the Lord. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Every head bowed. I want, you, I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 because you need to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let nobody deceive you. You need to receive him. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received. So you need to receive him. Wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. 
Why would he say, I deliver to you first of all that which I also receive. Paul had to receive how that Christ died for our sins. This is what you receive. Christ died for your sins. He was buried. God raised him from the dead. If you will receive it, you heard the word of God, believe it, receive it. And God would give you eternal life right now. Every head bow. Father, I thank you now for your death of your son. I receive Christ's death, Christ's burial, Christ's resurrection for the payment of my sins. And he rose from the dead for my justification. Receive that in your heart right now. My time is up. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.